and we are live. Hey, everybody, I'm Tom from the community management team here at DICE. Welcome to the latest episode of Inside Battlefield, our Battlefield podcast series where we talk about everything Battlefield. You can reach out to us uh, through hashtag Inside Battlefield on our social channels or email us at podcast at battlefield.com. So today's episode three, and we're going to have a Q&A session with two folks from our dev team that are here right now. Nika and Amo, welcome. Thank you for having us. Thank you for hello having us. Hello to the community and to and our listeners. Yeah, and hello to everyone who listens. For the folks who might not know you, could you please introduce yourselves and what you do at DICE? So, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Nika. I am one, together with Amo, uh, lead producer on the uh, live game for 2042. Um, I mostly work with the, as we call, like with the seasons. Um, so I have been um, part and very heavily involved in all the seasons after the launch. Um, so I work with all the seasonal content. How do we, uh, when do we release when? Um, what is the our weekly player experience? What is the battle pass experience? Um, all the fun stuff uh, throughout the seasons. Um, hi everyone, my name's Ammo. Uh, I'm also a producer for the live game 2042. Um, and I work more with... Uh, the content that comes out to the players. So working with the maps team, the modes team, the core gameplay uh, team, the weapons and the vehicles teams, uh, as well as the characters and kind of our gadgets team, our specialist teams and our gadgets team. So getting across quite a lot of multiplayer uh, with my team and uh, our leads there. So update 3.2 just came out. It's available for play right now. So if you missed it, return to the class system the brake ray work, new vault weapons, thermal scopes, and a whole bunch of changes and improvements. So I think it's a very exciting update for the team. We've worked towards this for quite a long time. So Nika Amo, how are you feeling about the update? And I guess what's your favorite change that's live right now? It's It has been um, fantastic to actually look at the feedback and to finally have this update out live and in the player's hand like of course we knew about this for a while um so we couldn't wait for the launch date um i know of course one of i mean the biggest change we introduced with this update is the class system however i'm not going to be predictable and say that's my favorite thing of course it is my favorite thing but um the next favorite thing is the breakaway update um uh i will mention there are some extra explosions which made me very very happy but overall playing on the breakaway breakaway map uh, after the update has been um re- like so 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 much better gameplay experience um and then there's also what i really liked is the thermoscopes uh i have been using them in playtest for a long time and now i can finally actually you know go back uh, go on the live game and uh, play with them yeah, I'm going to be predictable. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to say the class system coming back. I'm an old school Battlefield f- uh, player fan. Um, been playing it since the, the original came out, and to see kind of that DNA of Battlefield come back to to 2042 and the way the uh, specialists are now kind of complementing and adding depth to those classes, yep. um, it's it's wonderful to see. And I've been playing it four, five, six hours a day since 3.2 came out. Um, and it's um, it's definitely a different experience now. Um, you, you feel the change, you feel the shift in the meta. Yep. So it's it's really enjoyable in that sense. So I think for me, it's it's the breakaway rework is is probably the biggest rework we've done for, for our maps team. It's it's fantastic. But I think for me, it's the the class system that stands out. Um, I'm really enjoying it right now. Awesome, thank you. Um, so quick 
disclaimer before we go into the Q&A section. So today we'll talk about update 3.2, a little bit about what comes next. But we've got a lot of questions from you on general game balance. Hey, what are you doing about this weapon or maybe this vehicle? So we will have more podcast episodes where we sit down with those specific teams. So any very specific balance questions, we feel it's better to answer those questions when we sit down with the teams. Um, we've also received a lot of questions about, hey, are you bringing back this future uh, at a later time? So we don't want to speak about that today. Um, but we'll go over a, a few items that we've got coming up, uh, what we're thinking about, what we want to do in the future. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think that's it. So let's let's dive into the questions. You folks ready? We're ready. Yeah, let's, let's do go. it. Okay, let's... <laughs> let's go. Okay. So the first question is is quite a broad one, hmm. but to me a very interesting one that goes into a look behind the scenes. So for the both of you, what are the most difficult things to overcome in order to enhance or create new content in the game? Oh, the fun one. Me and Mom, would, I can start. Um, so me and Mom are live service producers, so we work in a live environment, which is different than when you are have pretty much a lot of time to work on the game and to ship the game. So I think one of the most important differences is you have limited time, you have a limited number of people. So the biggest challenge is like what to pick because you can't have it all. You can't have it all as fast as possible. So we we have to always, you know, try and balance things out and try and find out what is this one or two or three or five things that we want to get out to the players as soon as possible. Um, I think that's, I mean, me and Amo discuss this a yeah. lot. Um, yeah, I think, you know, an example years. of that is um, when, obviously when the game launched, um, it was the it had the reaction that it had with the community. I think that was mirrored a lot within the team as well. If if we're being honest, and there was a lot of things that came up that we owned within our, within the team internally, and we wanted a fix. Um, so when we moved into a live environment, Nika and I kind of took charge of different parts of the game. I was working with people like Florian and Shashank and Matt on maps modes, core gameplay. Ben Walk on, on weapons and, and vehicles. And we just did a review. We looked at everything. And so we changed our strategy. And as Nick is saying, you know, you have to pick and choose what you go after. The house was built and the systems within that house were already built. So there was nothing that we could necessarily change from a systemic point of view without doing a, a fairly risky overhaul to a game in live. So in that case, for instance, we picked reworking the maps. Uh, that was a difficult decision. That was one, you know, the, uh, myself and my team pushed. I think that's paid off with the reaction that the, yep. the community's having and, and what we're seeing. We knew, we looked at what the problems the map had. We took a lot of feedback from the community as well. Uh, obviously, they play a lot. They have they, they see things uh, in, in a slightly different way when it's in live than when it's in production. And taking that on board, we knew that we wanted the maps and we knew that we wanted to work the classes. And those things take time, especially the classes. There's a fairly significant yep. systemic change. And it's about putting that through the right process because it touches so many parts of the game. So it's the product you have in live that is also kind of a limitation. And the question that often comes up to me in in Twitter, at least in my DMs, um, they're like, why don't you just import X map into the game? And honestly, I would love for it to be copy and paste, like yes. like just control C, control V. Um, but unfortunately, it's not. There are assets that you build in, in, a, in a particular engine vari um, variant. You bring it over. 
And the systems that you have in this game are not compatible with the systems that you have in that game. Um, and so it becomes arduous, expensive. You lose engineers to try and fix that. Um, and then it takes away from features that you could be building. And in some cases, it's you look at it, do we build a new map or a new version of the map or do we try to import it? And sometimes it's, it's cheaper, uh, quicker to actually do the new map than, than the old map, depending on what the differences are between the systems that you have in 2042 and a previous game. So destruction being one, for instance, and how assets are set up around those. Um, so there are, unfortunately, limitations to kind of software development that we are bound by um, that one would hope that we wouldn't have because I would love to be able to control C, control V, most yeah. of my favorite maps. I'm a Van Peak. I would love to just do that. I think one of the biggest frustrations when you when you say when you're like when you're on social media and when you talk to the players is that is that I don't know like how to explain because it seems like it's just not getting across that when players are like, Oh, why are not doing this? Why are not doing that? Why are like this should be quick? I'm like, if it was quick and easy, it would already be done. Like all we do is we want to build and create a game for our players. So we want to actually get whatever we can out as soon as possible on the best possible quality. The reality with the game production is that you have to balance things out because you can't have it all. That's that's just that's just software production in general. Like I mean there's the whole triangle of time, people and quality. <laughs> Sounds like you have <laughs> difficult choices to make all the time. Difficult. It's 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 always a balancing act. And okay. I think quality is an important one that we often doesn't get spoken about. And I think obviously quality comes down to an individual and people can go, I don't think this is quality from 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 a consumer perspective, a customer perspective, and from our perspective, but certainly there are things that you know. I think you and I have sat down and talked about that we stop production on, where we just don't see it getting to quality. Um, so I think that quality aspect is very important as well as what comes across. Okay, I think that's a very uh, good answer. Goes really in depth. Um, so thank you both. So the next question is a little bit more light from. Uh, a player called Comet. Who is your favorite character, not limited to specialists, in the world of 2042? And why? Uh, Nika, let's start with you. Oh, oh I knew it. <laughs> Immediate. I'm sorry, it's Liz. Please don't hate me. So there are a couple of reasons why I love Liz, and I generally only play with Liz since the moment she was released. Actually, since the moment I managed to get my hand uh, on her, because uh, guess what? I have the uh, benefit of playtesting it even before it's live. Um, I do. So one thing I do really like to play, I realize I, I do often play support, but engineer is my thing. So I would usually, before having Liz, I would usually pick Boris. And then there's, of course, this, uh, I said, there's a bit of a personal connection with Liz. She is an uh, Eastern European woman. Uh, she's Polish. She is absolutely badass. And uh, yeah, I I all like I immediately fell in love with the whole story and the character um, and her background, um, her background, actually, life story. And then on top of it, she has a grenade launcher. I mean, the TV missile, fine. Um, and as we already mentioned, yeah, I do like to blow shit up. So, yes. <laughs> we do. We do. Yep. Yeah. I think that's a pretty self-explanatory why I do I like yep. her gadget. Um, just as a quick reminder, like, if you haven't yet, go to our website and check out all the character biographies. They are yeah. they are awesome. The backstory is for especially yeah. well. really The thing cool. is, and in game. Yeah. yes, there is gameplay. And yes, now we have them also in the game. There's their bios and the story. But um, I always like to immerse myself in the world. I know. Yep. Battlefield, 
gameplay, I get it. But I also like to know more about, okay, the characters that I'm playing yeah. with. And I always was, I would always really, really like to poke people who write the stories. Like, hey, can you tell me like, okay, the ne- next character, like what's the story behind it? You know, what is their, again, where are they coming from? What's their experience? Like, because yeah. I really want this world of 2042 be the one that you, makes sense. It is alternative reality. It's not something that's like, it's, you know, it's one of those like, it could happen like in the future. And I really like to understand the, all the pieces that, you know, made that world to be. Um, what about you, Al? Um, so for some similar reasons, but not the same character. Um, I really like Zane. Um, I think the play style suits me. I like to play aggressively um, with Zane, um, but with an NTW. So I'll put like a four times scope or a 1.25 um, and try to hip fire and kind of get involved with the with the battle rifle. Um, as much as I can, um, his XM is great for kind of dealing with dozer mains. Uh, even though you know they have their kind of anti-explosive kind of passive, but it's uh, it's a great one of fishing people out. Um, but also, you know, I'm I'm Middle Eastern. I was involved with the work for Zane fairly early on, um, and I think Zane for me is is the first character that we've had in Battlefield that is kind of a positive representation and spin on on, on Middle Eastern players. Um, so, bringing someone like him that you know. If we own our mistakes in the past, you know, in, in Battlefield, we've used, you know, I'm Iranian. We've used a lot of Iranians in Battlefield as kind of cannon fodder and, and, and bad guys in previous iterations. And we've always, it, it's been a trait, not just of our franchise, but many others. And I think now that we're kind of turning that corner and bringing someone like Zane, who is you know, stoic, strong, you know, powerful, has a perk where he kind of, you know, the, yeah, heals himself after a kill, which is a great one for someone who plays aggressive. Yep. All of those things kind of coming in make Zane someone really kind of attractive for me to kind of play with. So I really enjoy playing with Zane. Um, but I don't necessarily main anyone. There's like, I kind of go across all of the classes depending okay. on kind of the situation. Um, so and, and who I'm playing with. If I'm playing with friends who will main assaults, I would go with a support because we generally get killed a lot. <laughs> uh, I'm just like remembering you and Zane and throwing knives. God, I mean, you killed me so many times. It was like, it became personal. We were like playtesting <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, the throwing knife, again, that was one of those things where uh, obviously the weapons team and the gadgets team kind of put that together. I'm not saying I had a huge amount of influence, but I was definitely pushing for a throwable like that. Um, <clears throat> I would love to see like a hatchet in there as well, just because it has, I think it also has like that additional impact. But they uh, they definitely kind of allayed my fears when they gave me three or two throwing knives instead of one hatchet. So I was like, yeah, go on, fair enough. Um, so I really enjoyed the throwing knife uh, in that. And yeah, it was it's just unfortunate that it happened repeatedly all the time in playtest against you. But yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't intentional, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah, want I to say you. at some point, if someone <laughs> keeps killing you in the playtest, like your whole purpose in the playtest is like yeah. to get, if get it that makes you if it, if it makes you feel any better... <laughs> Florian got me one time with the throwing knife, recorded it, and put it in a team meeting. So if for any kills that I got on you, the entire studio got to see Florian kill me once with the throwing knife. But here's the thing, it's Florian. Like we all know. Oh, I have to I have to say this. I'm sorry, Florian was on podcast. Everyone knows about Florian. He's freaking amazing. The thing is, when you get killed by Florian Platus, like First, I thought maybe it's personal until I realized who Florian is. Yeah. And then it's like, no, no. And then actually even had like, you know, new people coming in. Hey, I keep getting killed by this. And then, you know, we, we say like, Florian, like, no, no, it's just Florian. It's not personal. Don't that's worry. Why when you he kill, kills everyone. That's why when you kill him in the playtest, you record it and you save it for a highlight reel. That you yes. then sent him at the end of the year. Yes. Yep. Like, it's yeah. a freaking achievement. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. Uh, so, yes. Not, <laughs> not a very good answer there. <laughs> Question number three from Keyboard Mike. What purpose do the specialists serve post 3.2? 
beyond a cosmetic appearance. Uh, so I think if you look at them within the classes, they provide a little bit more depth to the class gameplay. So if you take the the support class, uh, for instance, with Falk uh, and, and and Irish, um, it's kind of two of the examples. Then obviously Angel as well. Um, Falk has a passive which allows her to revive the down teammates quicker uh, than the other two. So I'm a one clarification on the faster revive with Falk. I believe it's to full health, but not necessarily the speed of the revive itself. Yeah, that's that. That's right. It's it's the defib charge kind of health over time, essentially. So if you spend say one second charging with Falk, you'll get to a hundred HP. Whereas if you do a one second with one of the others, you'll probably get to say uh, perhaps like fifty health HP. So in that sense, she gets you to full health quicker. Okay, thank you. So basically, you, you get someone up and running faster still. Exactly, you get someone into the fight a lot quicker. Cool, thank you. But the other two then have you know different perks and abilities that will kind of change the way a support can play in, kind of in the battlefield. Where previously, you were a medic, you played as a medic, you had some variance there within kind of the medic class in kind of iterations. But now, for instance, you have uh, the deployable shield that uh, you can put down for um, Irish. Um, which allows you to kind of have a, a different experience as a medic and certain medics play differently to one another. And then you have Angel who has the loadout crate, which, you know, dropping the loadout yep. crate at the moment, um, you know, previously it worked in a very particular way where you could go out and change your loadouts. Now we've, we've altered that a little bit. And I think there's a question a little bit later on we can go into. Yeah, like there is a yeah. question. So maybe we can save that for okay. the question itself. Yeah, but exactly. I mean, there's a, there's a little bit more depth to yep. each of those classes, the way that, the way that they play. You actually covered almost three questions because there was also a question from Efficiency. Fresh Mixture. Hell yeah. Will all three support players revive speed uh-huh. be the same? So no, Falk, no, they will Falk, Falk will be revives faster. So she still has that specific perk yeah. that makes her uh, stand out from the other two support specialists. Um, anything you want to add, Nika? No, I think actually, I mean, I'm already covered like three questions. So I think, I think <laughs> I, we're good for this one. I'm a weekend. Like we have to take <laughs> them one at a time. Otherwise Sorry, we'll be done in five minutes. I mean, I have a lunch date at 12. It's just like <laughs> being snappy. <laughs> Come on, chop, chop. Um, okay. So question from Adamonic. Can you add a snow nato to breakaway so the penguins can hide? Also, can we have more penguins? <laughs> Of course. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm the Penguin Squad fan. Uh, Amo does not understand us. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Just taking a never... sip of coffee. <laughs> I will remain silent. I don't want the internet to hate me over fictional penguins. <laughs> I will never say no to more penguins. However, I don't think we planned anything like that yet. But uh, wink, wink, hint, hint. Just, just gonna say that. Wink, wink. Yeah, hint, wink, hint. wink. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, keeping the penguin population on breakaway safe is a very uh, is a priority for us. Yes, we care about. We the yes, we care a lot about penguins. Yeah. Um, and yes, me and Amo will have conversations if we ever decide to touch the penguins because penguins are precious and we don't touch the penguins. Sorry. <laughs> Touching the penguins. <laughs> I think we I'm, have to cut I'm, this I'm, out, but that sounded so. That sounded so. Um, just in case this isn't cut out, there, I, I am not involved in any <laughs> touching whatsoever. Touching. <laughs> no. You're all such dirty the minds. Only, I just do teabagging, uh, on that's it. <laughs> such dirty minds, even with penguins. How dare you? Uh, okay, so we are. <laughs> we already touched upon this one just now. I'm a <clears throat> yeah. question from Rady. Zero one. What what way will Angel's crate work after 
uh, update 3.2 is out, yeah. will we still be able to switch between some form of restricted loadouts? Yeah, so previously you had you know four or, or four, uh, a number of loadouts that you could kind of uh, switch out for um, using Angel's crate. Now, the way it will work is essentially Angel can call in the crate and the class that you are as a player. Uh, you can kind of walk up to that, interact with it in the same way, and then change your primary, your secondary, your gadget, or your throwable uh, from that crate. Uh, you won't be able to change your class because <clears throat> that would be slightly awkward if you went from, you know, being McKay to Dozer. Um, oh, well, no, they're the same class, but they're awesome. McKay or <laughs> Doral. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that would be awkward. Um, but no, it's it's about kind of changing, you know, your class uh, loadout that you have at this time. So um, that's how it would work. Uh, so this was... Another broad question that we've got asked a lot. Will specialists see further tweaks to their traits and specialties? So I'm going to throw it to, to both of I you, can, I guess. Yeah. I can, I can yeah. take this one. I mean, with the 3.2 update out, um, and now it's in the hands of the player, They and we will continue monitoring and um, collecting the player's feedback so we can understand like how much do we need to balance and how much do we need to balance the abilities of our specialists. Um, the thing is, at this moment, it's been only days, so um, with more time, we'll have a better idea uh, where the tweaks will be necessary and once the new meta has been established. So I think it's too early to say now exactly, yeah. but uh, we are monitoring uh, and we are following up on it. Yeah, I mean, the 3.2 changes, certainly we're monitoring. There are others within the uh, the pod that are working on specialists mm-hmm. that we're actively looking at as well. Uh, so I won't go into too many details, but there is, um, you know, a push for us to ground the the specialist uh, kind of experiences somewhat. Um, so using a razor of like, would this fit within something like BF4, for instance, or something along those lines. Yep. So it's a little bit more grounded. So you will see kind of further tweaks happening uh, to specialists. There, there, are, there are ones that we're kind of actively looking at at the moment, um, but I'll leave that to kind of the team to go into a little bit more detail. Okay. And I'll, I'll re- reiterate what you said as well, Nico. Like we are, by the time folks listen to this, I think the update has been out for six days. Hmm. So we are reading Twitter, Reddit, forums, Discord. Like we are capturing that feedback. We are carefully monitoring how the gameplay plays out and what the new meta is so yeah um yeah and we'll have more updates coming yeah. as always so yeah changes uh yeah i think it's also important to yeah. understand like together with the players feedback we are also collecting the data points understand yep. okay what is yep. happening in the game how are players yep. behaving in the game yep. um and then as like taking all that together and figuring out okay what changes do we need to make? Do we need to make changes? Um, and uh, yeah, what are the next weeks we have to do? I don't see us doing any drastical changes because that's just not how, unless something is terribly, terribly wrong. And at this point, we don't think it is. It seems like we will have to just do tweaks and adjustments and see. Um, yeah, we'll continue monitoring it um, and so, see kind of what needs to be changed. So, but I think so far it's looking pretty, uh, pretty good. I think it's looking good right now. Um, you're going to be upset with me a little bit, but I think, you know, we look at certain characters like Liz, for instance, which I think is um, Here we go. with... Oh, she's staring at me. That's <laughs> um, <Best> there. <laughs> but certainly, like, you, you kind of look at the way that, that we're utilizing Liz at the moment and the changes made were kind of in reaction to what's happening with the classes coming in and the expectation that there's going to be less rockets and rocket launches on on the battlefield. Um but looking at the way the javelin's being used at the moment, you know, we're looking at all of those things and looking at how we balance not just the specialists, but also weapons that are kind of adjacent yep. to the specialist. So if the javelin's too powerful and maybe Liz needs to be brought down or the javelin needs to be brought down, we don't know what the answer is yet. We're looking at that kind of both the 
kind of feedback on Reddit and on Twitter, but also kind of the data. So I think we'll be able to formulate a, a plan fairly soon next week to see kind of what's going to get tweaked okay. with the team. The personal sacrifices we have to make to make our players happy <laughs> and enjoying our games. Yeah. Um, so another specific question for specialists from Tim Meininger. If some of the specialists aren't fitting the mold for what class they are in right now, will you be reevaluating? Reevaluating, what a word. Where and how they work. So if we if we yeah. basically will switch mm. them to a completely different class, it won't be done on a whim. Um, yep. So I can say, like, from a historical perspective, historical may be a bit too much of a grand word for, for, for this, but at least from a from a story perspective, when we were doing the changes over the last few months, there was a lot of debate that mirrored, I think, what we saw in the community within the team of, of where certain specialists and characters should go. Um, I'm not going to say kind of where I fell on which side, um, but I think there's there was valid arguments for, for where specialists go in terms of the experience that we were trying to go after. If we see that a specialist is really out of place when it's in live, we will look to address that with the team and see what we can do. That is, I think, one of our policies, as we said, you know, same with tweaking the specialist or grounding the specialist or gadgets. It'll be the same as kind of what category they're in. Uh, and we'll kind of cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. Anything you want to add? Nico? No, I think, again, I'm accord is really nicely. That's exactly the, the direction we're planning to go okay. with. Um I have seen quite a lot of feedback on Pike. The mm. most feedback I've seen so far is on Pike. Mm. Her trait or yeah. specialty um, is so, close quarters yeah, focused. So, but yeah. like her weapon efficiency is a sniper rifle. So yeah. obviously we don't need to... Like, yeah, we, we are going to change her, but I would love to hear your thoughts yeah, right now. That's, how that plays that's out. one of the interesting ones. Um, I think you look at uh, Pike and um, the ability is close quarters. Um, the Razor uses information sharing. Everyone within that recon class shares essentially information, yep. uh, which was used. So I think that's how Pake went into the recon class. But certainly it's definitely a close quarters uh, recon. Um, being kind of a BF3, BF4 veteran, the way that I played recon, you would play recon with like a tug and, you know, uh, mm -hmm. someone's going to hate me for this, but... A non-auto shotgun. That's very important for me to point out as a veteran that I was using the old pump-action style shotguns. Uh, and I would kind of play very close quarters with, with the recons. Um, and so I think when we were looking at it, that certainly wasn't the reason why we put it there, but a lot of the BF4 veterans that are in the studio looked at it and said, there is, there is a place for a recon to play in, in, in a close quarters uh, kind of uh, experience and environment. They don't just have to be a sniper. Again, The feedback from Pike, we'll, we'll we'll monitor it. We'll see how it goes. We'll see what the pick rates are. If it's if it's something that does feel off, we will look to address that. Okay. Awesome. And yeah, I think uh, Amo will really like her next season. I have to say, and that's all I'll say. That sounds very mysterious. That does okay. sound very mysterious. <laughs> that sounds very mysterious. Okay. Uh, next question from Mickey nine two one: Will the return to the class system? Or, sorry, with the return to the class system, how do we, for example, tell a new player that he has a tool to fix my tank or helicopter? Mm. That's a really good question. That is a really good question. I think onboarding-wise, we would like to do more 
mm-hmm. in terms of telling the players what's what's available to them. There is a video for the classes when you look at the in classes within the collection screen, but I think we need more. Um, we do a fairly good job of telling players when someone needs to be revived. Um, so I think we we would like to kind of look at that um, system and see is it plausible to do more with it. But right now there is kind of no plans in the works to improve that um, kind of onboarding experience. But I think it's something that is very valid and that we want to kind of look at for sure. Okay. Uh, next question from IS2 Dixon. With only discarded and our class being the remaining maps that need reworks, will we see similar design changes for those maps as we did for Breakaway? A little bit of context there. I think this question came out of the feedback from players that they really liked what we did with Breakaway. Mm-hmm. So the expectations are high for what's to come next, but... Um... I mean, I can take this yeah. one. Um, the thing is the way... I mean, Amol can also talk more about it as he was really involved into the, uh, as he mentioned, the map reworks. But we do address each map in uh, a bit of a unique way because the feedback for each map uh, is different. So what works, what doesn't work with each each uh, map is different. So I can't say like, yeah, we're going to do the same because it will depend on what were the pain points on discarded and what are the pain points on hourglass. Um, and that will pretty much define what are we going to change or fix. Yeah. Um, I mean, on the map. all the maps shared some similar pain points. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about kind of the 360 engagements, lack of cover, yeah. uh, all of those things that I think are, are, have been spoken about and well documented. So those aspects will come into the game you know players have seen kind of the famous containers and sandbags um kind of making their way around the battlefield and you know now there's the addition of i think the the, the destroyed vehicles and the craters that have that have been making their way into the game as well um and now with breakaway there's been some you know fairly unique changes with you know the ice cave and the crashed um that's a condor really in cool there area, as well um, it's not crash more of a crash landing i think there was landed yeah. quite well that, that one <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that kind of a, it wasn't the crash that i usually crashed the the condor when i'm trying to be the pilot in the playtest um so i think as nika said we'll, we'll take each map kind of uh, based on those um more generic issues that we need to fix but also each map will have its own kind of you know specific issues that we'll need to kind of look at and how do we put it together so something like hourglass for instance obviously is a very large map and we'd need to kind of look at how do we close that space down and which areas do we keep and which areas do we potentially save for something else in the future so there's 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 a lot of individual work that we need to do there um with those maps but it certainly is exciting kind of with the reworks coming in and and we've seen i think the the changes are going in the right direction. Something like Orbital, for instance, where they had that causeway, which was very empty, mm. is now quite a is It a looks very super area. cool now. It it's, cool. It's, I think it's my new yeah. favorite area on that. Well, map. and, that, and yeah. they look like battlefields now. They're yep. not pristine anymore, which is one of the main issues that we had. So it's very important for us to ensure that we continue with that yep. element of looking like there's been an engagement there. Um, so it's very important. Yeah. I think, I mean, apart from the gameplay, one of my favorite things, when it comes to the reworks is how we moved away from the pristine look to yeah. actually this yep. like feeling like you can see there's there's a war going on yep. and again it provides you know more options for quiver more options for different types of gameplay and I, I really I think the orbital is the one I, I remember when I first saw it it was just like oh my god this just mm. feels and plays so good um, I do have to say because I know people are actually curious about it yes there will be containers and there will be more containers. It will not be just, contained. Just, just to make that clear, yes, yep. we will have more containers. Great. The meme lives on. 
It's that a is, thing. That is great. Like we have to keep the meme alive now. <laughs> and one shout out to um, if you are interested in our design process for the Map Reworks, like we had a core feedback um, session on this last year. So it's still available on our website to read. So if you want to learn more, like have a, a deeper or closer look at what we did there, uh, check out the articles. There's two of them. Um, they're still available to read. Which brings us to the next question. So it's a two-parter. So first, will the uh, tutorial ever be removed? I keep seeing it. And there was also a section about the... Um, the intro before you jump into the match mm. that's maybe a bit too long. Yeah. So can we? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to the intro, like the actual tutorial, the tutorial. Yeah. That this player keeps saying it. I'm very, very sorry. That's not intended behavior. You should see it actually once yeah. yep. when you start the game. So this sounds like a bug, which we'll have to figure out why it's happening and fix it as soon as possible. Mm. Yeah. And on the second part with the intro to the multiplayer, that's actually something that the team is looking at at the moment to reduce the that particular intro sequence. So I can't give seconds of how much we're shaving off, but it's going to be a snappier uh, experience. That's what, we're, that's what we're targeting. I'm not sure which patch it's scheduled for, but it's something that we're definitely looking at in the future. Yeah, I don't think we have the patch scheduled yeah. yet. It's uh, We're working on it, and then when it's done, it's going to okay, go out. Okay, great. So smoother, smoother. Uh, intro yeah. into... Yeah, into we've, we've okay. actually played it in a playtest, and it's, it's it's much quicker. Okay. So, yeah. that's No, that's I think that's a very good change. So seeing, looking forward to seeing that uh, be live. Which brings us to the next question, which is... Quite a big one. I think it's the number one feedback we get right now. So I'm going to give credit for the question to Nightfall451. Are we ever going to get squad leader abilities? So squad management, uh, Nika, I think you've been... Uh, yes, been, been I, I have some knowledge on that topic. Yes. <laughs> so we are current. Like We know that the squad management is something that our players um, have been asking for. We know it's one of the features that we players did expect to have um, when we launched the game. And we are looking into it. The thing is, um, we had we wanted to get out of the class system. There were other things we wanted to um, change and release before we jump on the squad management. And we touched upon it in the beginning of the podcast. It's like we have to pick and choose as we we're yeah. not we just can't, you know, that's the that's the challenge. You can't have it all at the same time. So I can't tell you more like when it's coming. We are looking into it. We are planning to bring it in the future. Hopefully. I'm not gonna say soon, it's gonna be soon TM. <laughs> soon for me, it might not be soon for soon for yeah, someone exactly. else. Mm. But yes, we are looking into bringing it um into the like yeah. somewhere in the future. That's uh, Yeah, that's great news. And I think, especially with the return to the class system now being available, I think it's the right time to kind of build upon the, you know, that the, that core system that we just brought back. So um, more news to come um, at a later time. Maybe Amo has more to add. Do you want to? Because no, I think you covered to. it well. I think it's just, we know just how important the squad management system yeah. is. And um, the package that we're putting together, I think, is is a good one. Um, and one would hope that you know we we can we can get that out pretty pretty soon. But then again, that's soon your TM. soon TM. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but to all listeners, like we know you have this feedback. We've seen the comments, so like it's something that's that's top on yeah. our list yeah. right now. Yeah. And the thing is, there is a very high chance we will like release everything at the same time. We are looking into okay, what can we get out as soon as possible? Yeah. Yep. How can we continue evolving? How can we you know get. Yeah. Um, I mean, provide, answer the feedback as much as possible. But I do have to say, you know, might not come everything at the same time, but we will try 
and address the feedback yeah. and give the players what they want. Yeah. Um. That's good to um, Next one from David and Kelly. Would you allow a game to start with bots after a few minutes of wait time, even if the minimum amount of players is not met? So for times when you know players have to mm. wait a bit to start yeah. a match, can we make that experience smoother? So the thing is, we are aware that not all the players have like the same experience and the same good experience. So this is not a surprise to us. It's not something we don't know. However, we are looking into it. We are planning to address it. I do not have more like, more information to share than that. So I don't want to put hopes up and then um, have people disappointed. But this is something we are looking into it. And we are aware and we are looking into it. it uh, it's, and it's definitely on our radar. Like we've exactly. Seen and I mean, and it's one of the things I think we yep. find really important and we would yep. like to address it as soon as we can, as yep. soon as we have a really good solution for it. I think uh, just maybe we can talk a little bit more about the general matchmaking experience as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Amo, maybe you can speak more to that because yeah. it's, it's part of the matchmaking experience. And there are multiple improvements we know we can make and yeah. stuff we want to do. So is there anything you can add? Yeah, right so we, we've been looking uh, at the matchmaking experience and I think, you know, many players out there anecdotally can probably come back and say they've played the same match several times in a row. And we can say now that is obviously a bug. That is not the intended experience yep. that we're going for uh, i certainly myself can you know send in recordings to the team and go i played manifest three times in a row for instance so the way that it's designed is that when you play manifest it should be then be down prioritized so the likelihood of that popping back up is low but the current flow doesn't seem to be uh, achieving that so we are reviewing it we're looking at that and we're looking at what changes we can do to the matchmaking to make that experience significantly better okay Thank you. Um, brings us to the next question from Shanatak. Mm -hmm. Are you definitely removing helicopters in Breakthrough forever? Very <laughs> forever? That's uh, very... <laughs> very, uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to say, like, right now we don't have any plans to change it, but I'm, I think forever is a really strong word. That's a very strong word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ideally, I think what we want to do is leave it to kind of the team to decide what vehicles are, ex are kind of available on particular levels and experiences so that can be reviewed and you can kind of change and change your decision and kind of reintroduce things um i know kind of within the studio my kind of presidency of the anti little bird club is fairly well known but i i certainly wouldn't want to take that experience away from other players um so i, I you know i think if we see that the um the the helicopters should come back to breakthrough. I think that's something that the team would look at and then make the decision for sure. But that, from what I understand, for right now we feel the experience is playing out as we right now the experience like, is playing out as I think as as intended. Um, the helicopters can dominate in many other kind of uh, experiences for sure. Um, right now it's playing as intended, but again, forever is a very strong word. Forever is a strong word. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Thank you. So we've done a bunch of questions now. I uh, I would like to get to the cookie of the week. Oh, <laughs> because oh, we have yeah. new cookies. So let's take a, a short moment to appreciate the cookie. Appreciate, appreciate the, cookie. the cookies. So I'm finding it difficult to call it a, call it a cookie though because it's clearly a brownie. It is. is it a brownie the, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It does look like a brownie. You would think it's chocolate and like, but it's not as dense and as sweet as the brownie. That that's my assessment. Like it's. 
it's not really a cookie. Here's the thing with the languages. I'm British, so I also can't call it. Yeah, it's a thing, like, yeah, there's the thing. Like English is a mother tongue. Mine, like I have a, another word for this, but I can't translate it in English. Um, okay, so wait. we just pulled this up on the screen, and it apparently these these are called love treats. Wow. Wait, okay, <laughs> so. um, I'm okay. Who's uh, okay? Anyone speaks good Swedish here? Because I'm gonna butcher this word. Carlux. 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 Because it has uh, so it's, Charles Hum Charles Mums There we go. Yeah, we got okay. a thumbs I think up. We got a Sherlock's thumbs up that Nika Charles Mums. There you go. But yeah, it's a brownie with with cake layer, chocolate. Um it's delicious. Okay. Coconut so sprinkles the it's, it's very good. Bottom line, it is delicious. Mm. I do have to say that. And I would love to eat many more, but uh we have to Go on with the question. So just one more quick bite. <laughs> no more discussion on is it a brown or is it not? <laughs> uh, um, okay. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Let, <laughs> let's stop it. His cooking. Okay, it was too good to put down. So next one is, again, quite of a broad question. And we called it out uh, before we went into the Q&A. But I just want to maybe go through it again here will we get future x or y in the future so this is we had a lot of specific questions about like hey i like this when can we get it so um just in general like what are we looking for in the future um i mean we mentioned one of the features we're looking in the future which is squad management um we are already on it and that's the thing it's a bit tricky to answer like hey what you know exactly which feature is coming when because I, we really don't have an answer at this moment, yep. apart from the features like we're coming sooner rather than later, that we're already looking into and to have the teams that like pretty much assigned to it and working on the feature. And uh, for those that know, when we say we are looking into a feature that goes from like, okay, we are figuring out what is the right design, um, sitting out with the team, what do we need to actually build it, what are the missing parts, how much it will time it will take, all of that come when we say we are looking into it, that's the whole process that goes into it before we actually start building it getting it ready, fixing all the bugs and having it out the door to the players. Um, so I can't I can't really say much about the specifics, but at the moment I can address the squad mm. squad management. Yeah, I think as um, you said, like, you know, previous features like squad management are coming. We're looking to bring that in the future. Persistent servers were introduced recently. Recently, yeah, recently to, to portal class system. <laughs> come we're, back we're, we're not that one came back we're aware basically. of that one uh, we're not done building features will those features be legacy features or features that were in previous games uh, that would depend I think on what the product needs and what the product demands yeah. um, so right now what we're looking towards like season 4 and we're looking towards other areas there isn't necessarily a legacy feature that's coming in but there will be recognisable features that you've kind of touched on in, in previous games coming okay um, next from Pixel Pixel 5. Will the Oz narrative continue in Season 5? Uh, Nika? Mm. What do we have for story? So, yes, we will continue the 2042 story. And I'm so sorry, I can't give you any spoilers. Um, so you will have to wait and see. But yeah, the story continues. The story continues. Mm -hmm. There's more story to come. Great. Next, from Daniel Swenson. Will 128 player breakthrough make a return as a permanent mode? I feel like I'm going to be the no guy for, for this particular <laughs> podcast. Um, again, like right now, um, 
there are no plans to bring it back permanently. 64-player Breakthrough is is playing the way that we would want Breakthrough to play. Um, again, it's coming down to kind of, you know, your engagement kind of angles and, and the, the amount of time that you're within an engagement. Certainly, I think the chaos that 128-player Breakthrough brings is a lot of fun. Um, and that's something that... Uh, has been worked has worked really well as a limited time mode uh, yep. for the Battle of uh, Nordvik, um, the season two event, um, and we've seen things like Rush XL, for instance, also kind of benefit from that yep. similar experience. So again, like we are more than happy to kind of see how all of this plays out and kind of keep bringing it back as a limited time mode, as a permanent mode. Right now, again, th- there are no plans to kind of introduce it as a as a permanent mode. Okay, so. It has its time and place, but the Battle of Nordvik event was was fun, so we're looking forward to having something like that in the future again. Great. Um, so that was what we had for questions today, but I do want to end it on something we touched upon in the first episode. Um, it was from Oliver. Pineapple, oh boy. Pine, pineapple and pizza. I, I think... No. Can we put this to rest? Yes, no. yes or no? No. No, as a um, pizza purist? Hell no. I did. <laughs> oh, that however. is a very, very firm answer. <laughs> Holy. Very firm answer. Oh, damn. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay, just, just, I have to admit, I did try it. So I can say, hell no. <laughs> I, actually, I actually did try it. We went out with a, a bunch of us after work at some point, and we all went for pineapple pizza. Um, and what guys. was the other the other banana curry? Why, why would something? you do that to yourself? Why was, would you do that to yourself? It was not a good night. I'm sorry. It started so well, but then we had the pizza and it was not good. Of course. I hope you learned your lesson. I did. Good. Which camp are you in, though, Amo? Oh, I'm firmly in the yes camp. <laughs> oh, no. I oh, let no. the people eat what they want to eat. That's <laughs> what I say. And, it, and you know what? Pineapple and pizza? Absolutely fine. The thing is, they good can Hawaiian, eat I'm not going to complain about it. They can eat whatever they want. Do I have to be affirmative of that? Do I have to be positive and supportive? No, I don't but have to. But you don't to. have to be I negative can't. about it. Yeah. No, you I'm don't. a grumpy old woman. I can be negative about whatever hell I want. An, unless unless your you know, <laughs> grandpappy invented kind of Napoleon, like uh, pizza from Napoli, I don't think you have much of a say. Okay, so, so the thing is, I'm not Italian. No, I can't take that credit. However, I'm the first Italian neighbor. So I come pretty much from across the sea. So we do take our pizza and our pasta very seriously. Mm. And As the seafood. Like, As like, you should. Exactly. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'll no. put it this way. In Sweden, we have this uh, culture or subculture of pizza called food pizza, which basically allows you to put whatever you want on a pizza. And it's up to you if it's delicious or not. I have seen some monstrosities created. There is the Yule pizza, <laughs> which is like a Christmas buffet on the pizza. And it's not like a, it's not like a, uh, an American or a British buffet. It's like, you're like, you're like meatballs, Prince Corv, like Prince sausages, sauerkraut in some cases. It's a very weird combination. But I'm not going to stop someone who wants to put that monstrosity into their system from doing it. That's up to them. They have that freedom to. And, that, and that's that pizza. I mean, then you have the options of like steak and chips on a pizza, which sounds horrible, but with Bernays sauce, it's kind of amazing. And then you have the Donner Kebab pizza here with French fries. If you haven't had that 2 a.m. drunk on a Saturday rolled up into like basically a roll, you haven't lived. 
So you can't take away pineapple from pizza when there's just so much within the subculture of full pizza that you have to experience. And so here's the thing, when you're not born in Sweden and raised in Sweden, and then you have to explain or your friends uh, back to your home country what Swedish pizza is. And you don't even explain. You just it's take freedom. a picture. You just take a picture <laughs> and then just to like introduce them to the horror of the Swedish pizza. I'm sorry, like, no, this is, this is where I draw my line. Swedish, so, pizza, no. is, Swedish pizza is the and best definition of freedom. And we haven't even talked about the pizza salad. Trust me, no one, there's no pizza salad outside. No, 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 that's sauerkraut. That's something that you eat with meat and potatoes. I think this has given us a lot to think about. If you haven't <laughs> visited Sweden yet, but you want to in the future... Yeah, you have a lot of things to consider. Yeah, yeah please do come. I highly, Try I highly pizza. recommend coming and going down the subculture of food pizza in Sweden. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. So that's another, um, I guess. Some, Enjoy the darkness. Some, some we Swedish, do have a lot. Uh, thoughts for for yeah, you here. Yes, absolutely. Um, that, so long that's uh, yeah, folks. I think I think we uh, we, can, we can close it there for today. So thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the Q and A section. Uh, Nika is laughing because this whole pineapple pizza discussion <laughs> escalated very quickly. Um, we have more episodes coming up about uh, weapons and maps, so we're looking forward to, to have you tune in on those. And uh, yeah, as always, uh, see you in the next one and play the objective. Nika, PTFO. 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 Thank you for being here. Bye-bye, folks. Bye bye, folks. Bye.